This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Hello ladies and gents and welcome to Magpies Unrestricted, where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host Chris Simpson and joining me as always is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hello. And we're joining you after three wins in a row for the Magpies listeners. Yes, don't don't pinch yourselves, it is real. Or maybe do pinch yourselves, whatever the thing is. Three three wins in a row. That was so confusing, you just completely... Mind boggled me right now with what you just said. I look. <laughs> I'll be honest. With three three wins in a row for Newcastle, yes, I've said it again. I think I might be losing my mind because it just doesn't feel real. <laughs> Although I suppose, in true Newcastle fashion, if anything is going to pull me back down to earth, is the fact that this win came at great cost with Kieran Trippier unfortunately picking up. That broken metatarsal, he's going to be out uh, for quite a while. He's, he's not broken then by smashing the ball into the back of the net. I don't even know how he did it in this game, but I'm fortunate again. And um, and Mankio as well was off injured either side of the half-time. So, yeah, uh, up, upsetting. But, you know, I'm onwards and upwards. I can, you, that's all we can think about for now. Yeah, I mean, I suppose we might as well get to it. Trippier, of course. Scoring the only goal of the game, one 0 win at home to Aston Villa. Another Trippier free kick, back to back free kicks. Obviously, this one took a bit of a helpful deflection off Emmy Wendia on the way in, but hey, they all count. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, it's really nice because um, it is all on Trippier. Let's be honest, it, this game. Um, but Newcastle did play quite well, and it is the first time that Newcastle have won three in a row since Rafa was in charge in 2018, which. Let's be honest, it's like a decade ago. No one can remember <laughs> back to the heady heights of 2018 when everything was fine. Um, the world was a different place then, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, you know, like a lifetime ago, Newcastle have <laughs> won three in a row. Um, so, you know, it, it is really positive. And I know we've just said that Trippier is injured, but, you know, you can hope that because the rest of the team is actually playing really well as a group, um, it is being much more difficult for teams to break you down at the back. Yes, you've lost two defenders. Yes, you've got Dummett and Kraft on. It does make you look a little bit more vulnerable, but maybe that's just looking on with the hindsight for the last abysmal season. Um, I mean, at least Matt Target, obviously, he should be back in the team uh, next week. Obviously, he couldn't play because he was against Aston Villa, who were his parent club. So we've got him to come back at left-back at least. But yeah, Tri- yeah. Trippy is going to be a big miss. Yeah, I mean... It is, it is going to be a while, isn't it, with a broken metatarsal? Probably, yeah, you're probably looking at at least six weeks, so that's at least four or five games. Yeah. Maybe he'll be back after the next international break, sort of start of April, maybe, maybe. But Let, let's, let's just cross everything. Um, yeah. But, I mean, so far, Newcastle, four points clear of Norwich, two behind Leeds with a game in hand and three behind Brentford with two games in hand. You are proper dragging everyone into this relegation battle now. And to be honest, I mean, even if you look at the table, you're not that far off 10th. 
There's, there's really not that many points between it. And, and the way a lot of squads, and let's just say Leicester, because obviously that's the one I know more about, are right there going. Um, you're actually not that far off um, being in that mid-table battle at the moment. I mean, Leicester are only six points ahead. Yeah. And they are 11th. So I know we said before, and I'm pretty certain it was me that said it actually, um, it's the beginning of the end and you're probably going to be relegated this season. Yes, we're still close and I'm not going to say that it's going to be all touchy-feely, yay. <laughs> but I do think the way that Newcastle have performed in the last couple of matches potentially sees a turnaround. Because if I say this now, you're going to go dive bomb back into being trash. I th- yeah, I think what we need to do now... Uh- because every, everyone in that squad is going to be gutted about Trippier because they will have all seen and felt the impact that he's made both on the pitch and I suspect, you know, on the training ground, around the dressing room. But he'll you know, still be there to have that impact. Yeah. He's I, just not going to be physically there on the pitch. It's not that he's then gone mute over this six weeks injury. You were saying six weeks as if we know, but it is an educated guess. Um. Yeah, I, I hope he. I hope they do um, keep him out. Obviously, he's going to have a lot of downtime while you're injured. That's just the nature of being a footballer who's got a, a you know a slightly longer term injury. But yeah, I hope they, they keep him around the training ground and the dressing room as much as possible to at least try and keep those standards of professionalism and, and real sort of top quality that he's brought. You know, keep keep that sort of uh, around the dressing room. And I mean, look, obviously Bruno's still to start. He, you know, he's obviously hopefully going to have a really exciting impact. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the team. And can, can I talk about Dan Burnham? <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. Right. A, it's hilarious watching him do any form of interview as he <laughs> is the, literally the poor cameraman is desperately trying not to like <laughs> cut off all of the advertising ball behind him because he's that tall. Um, and it is funny. Watch it back. You'll see the border. Uh, secondly, he had such a great, great debut, um, and he's literally everything you want to see in like a traditional centre back. Really, yeah, he's massive um, and aggressive. I mean, he got a yellow card. I think he got a yellow card. I yeah, think he did. Yeah, yeah no, he, he got, he, he got, he he got, got he a got. yellow card. Um, and then still, like Tyrone Bing's like bumping up to him. And and to be honest, Tyrone, you freaking started that, and you know it, mate. <laughs> but Dan Burn definitely finished it by ripping half of his shirt off. <laughs> but like, don't good. go try and push someone, and then they push you back, and you go all cry over it. Come on, like. But he does make Tyrone Bing's looks tiny as well, so you know, always fun. Yeah, as as. As much as we're going to miss Trippier and what he brings at both ends of the pitch now for the next uh, month or two, well, yeah, we've got to remember. Look, yeah, we've still got Dan Burns, so he's still at the moment a massive upgrade on, on Marcells, who he came in for. Much uh, mm-hmm. so I love Jamal Marcells as, as a person and as a player at times. Like we've all known for a long time, he needs to just be out of this team for a while. Um, and then obviously we've still got Matt Target, who has said he should be back next week because yeah. he just couldn't you know he was ineligible to play uh, against against Villa so that's still half of a new defense right there that we've got yeah we've got Bruno to come uh, to actually come into the starting lineup I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do in midfield and yeah hopefully yeah we're still going to have the likes of Byrne and Bruno 
giving that t- uh, giving that lift to the team in Trippier's absence um, until until he can come back. Obviously, we still need to see a lot more from Chris Wood. I mean, we, we well, I, you know, when he came in the other day, uh, the other week, and we talked about it, I said, you know what, that might not be a bad signing all told. So far, he, he's not brought a lot. I mean, not that we've been showering him with chances, but he's, he's, we want to see a bit more from him. him. There's not been, yeah, you know, he's won some aerial duels, which you'd expect because he's a big lad. But you know, we, we we need to start seeing more from him because again. We're gonna not. We're not gonna see Callum Wilson again for a while, and obviously the way we've been playing as a team generally has been great. But it's covered up the fact that you know at some point we are gonna need goals to come from yeah. from up top, especially again now that Trippier, who scored in the last two, yeah, he's obviously not gonna be able to contribute anything. Well, if you think about the, uh, your, the last, your last three goals have all come from defenders. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that as if the Celtic goal wasn't an own goal from. From the opposition, but it was Lascelles who effectively initiated. Yeah, he he, um, he did force it with. Yeah, to be fair, a great header. So I mean, that's that's three from defenders. It yes, three from defenders, great. But we're not seeing the three from you know your midfield or your forwards as such at this point. And as good as Sam Maximum's been, sometimes I think either a he needs to have a look around a bit more. Like I love him, and when he scores a goal, it's great, and it's it's always a great goal. But there can be other options, and on the flip side of that, other Newcastle players need to give him that option because I think he's so used to not having any option yeah. other than himself at this point, and there's no one up there in front of him running ahead because Wilson's not there. Yes, you got Chris Wood, but he can't keep up. Um, it, it, it is it is a bit of of an issue for 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 the for the rest of the squad to be honest, and. It, it does need to settle in and, and and make him aware that there are other th- other people there now that do have the potential of catching up with him and, and, and can offer that, that back pass or that one-two that sometimes would make his life a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I suppose it'll be interesting uh, as we get to the summer, hopefully having stayed up. Uh, we've, we've, we're giving ourselves a good chance. There's one way to go yet still. But like you say, we, you know, we're, we're really in the thick of it now in terms of bringing other teams into it. Obviously, you still look at that bottom four and think it's probably going to be three of those bottom four, of which we are still one. But, you know, you, you can't rule out Everton, Leeds, Villa. Sorry, not Villa. Um, well, v- Villa Everton, are, Leeds, Brentford, sorry. Villa, again, are only six points ahead. Yeah, you know, you, you can't necessarily rule them out from being dragged into it. I, I, I'm not sure. I think everyone from Crystal Palace up I think is is probably safe, but like you say, they're not actually that far ahead no. of us. I mean, you do have an atrocious goal difference, though. So yeah, because of our abysmal defence. <laughs> it's not as bad as Norwich's, though. It's not as bad as Oh, no one's it's as bad as Norwich's. But um, but yeah, it it'll be interesting. Like you say, this summer, hopefully, us still being in the Premier League, like. <laughs> Will we bring in players that Sam Maximan actually thinks are good enough to pass? To? <laughs> yeah, I know that makes it sound like he's really obnoxious. Maybe it is. I don't want to say that, <laughs> but sometimes you do feel like there is an option there. Come on! <laughs> but look, you know, um, it's yeah. Just to reflect again, as I said, just I have to keep saying it, listeners, because you almost don't believe it yourself. Three wins in a row. 
that's good for any any Premier League team. Um, you are real. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, we're on we're on twenty one points for the season now. And to put it in perspective, for you know how how much we were struggling for points. 11 of those 21 have come literally in the last five that's, games. That's genuinely atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not something we should be like proud of, but at the moment, it's the only well, thing. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> we had one win in the first 20. No, no, I don't, then, I'm just... Like, it just shows I'm, how important I'm, it's been. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> it, is, it is real bad. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and uh, you know, obviously three wins in a row, uh, two draws before that, and we've got to say, really, those two draws should have been wins as well because they were the the one alls against Man United and Watford where really we should have won both games. I mean I mean this is gonna now sound like some form of like genie wish list, but it, it <laughs> I, I do hope that this is obviously the effect of a new manager coming in, he's got some players and then it is like the development of that relationship with the squad between him and the players and the players with each other. Maybe this is one of the reasons why Newcastle look like a completely different breed of animal at this point in time. I mean, and again, it is, if that is the case, you know, unless something um, atrocious happens in, in the background that we don't know about, because we did mention about how something could be rotten at the club before, maybe maybe this is maybe this is something that can only improve. And, you know, we've seen teams who on paper don't have the best squad do really well. Like Leeds the other, the other season. Leeds still now in, in many ways. Um, like... I'm not saying that Newcastle's squad is of a calibre as low as that. We all know that it is. it should be higher. But from the stats we've seen across several seasons now, let's be honest, with this pretty much the same squad, they've not shown that. Maybe this is now them showing the potential that they should have. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned with Eddie Howe there, like, Yes, obviously, there's no denying that the new signings have had an impact, but it's nice to see that we've started picking up results that actually reflect the improved performances that we've been putting in under Eddie Howe. Because yeah, not only that, you don't you haven't got that many new people who play. For well, I mean, actually, just, uh, yeah, I mean, just to put uh, just to put the Villa game in perspective, we had at the start we had three new signings on the pitch: uh, Wood, Burn, Trippier. Trippier obviously scores the goal, but then he goes off two minutes into the second half. Wood, let's face it, kind of did nothing. So we still mainly won that game you know, with half a game for Trippier and, and obviously, admittedly, a man-of-the-match performance But and just Dan Byrne. It's not like um, all five of our new signings were playing for 90 minutes and... Every single one of them was, you know, absolutely just being a cut above everyone else. Like the whole team have raised their game as well, um, and that is good to see. I mean, this isn't this isn't a squad that's going to be a squad of individuals purely because it just can't it can't be. And we've seen that we see it now with Man United and Everton in in previous seasons. Mm. Um, how it becomes a squad of individual performances rather than a team. And maybe it feels like they've got more, you've got a whole load of signings, because this is probably the most, A, that Newcastle have ever seen. Um, <laughs> yeah. B, it, it's probably the most that many teams in the Premier League signed during the January transfer window. It's not a huge amount, and you didn't go ridiculous. over. You know, it wasn't overboard. 
Um, but there's a lot of signings in January that you just don't normally see. So that probably reflects on how on how we look at the how people and, and us in a way look at the game because as I say any new faces at Newcastle is like holy cow have they walked into the wrong dressing room and then just kind of like stumbled in and like oh yeah I'm definitely a Newcastle player and just get pushed on the field <laughs> yeah we've um, we've got some momentum now which we never had before hopefully despite you know the loss of Trippier hopefully quite a lot more confidence throughout that team now and that's going to be important for the game this weekend coming up against West Ham, which is going to be, uh, you know, not getting away from it. It's going to be a tricky one. We're away, um, you know, at the London Stadium. West Ham obviously having um, a, a good season. They're fourth. Slightly mixed form in, in the last uh, last few games. A couple of losses and a draw in their last four. But they did win last time. Sorry, no, they, they drew with, uh, with you last time out. I do apologise. Yeah, they did, and they didn't deserve it. But you know what? It's worth noting, actually, as well that you know, although obviously they're having a good season, they have you know they're not this unbeatable side at home. They have lost to Brentford, they've lost to Southampton, and they've lost to Leeds, all at the London Stadium. Again, obviously, you've got to caveat that they've also beaten Liverpool and Chelsea at the London Stadium. So, you know, a bit of a mixed bag there, and I mean. Yeah, hopefully we can maybe get a bit of revenge for that 4-2 defeat to West Ham in that first game of the season. Um, so, of course, we were leading twice in that game and, uh, you know, instead lost 4-2, which is a bit of a sign of things to come. But it, w- it, w- it would be nice if we can go there and, and, and get a result of some kind. Again, just keep piling points on the board, even if it's just a draw, something like that. Just keep that momentum up. Yeah, I feel that Newcastle have the ability to do that. West Ham potentially can be in a bit of a rut, it feels like, over the last couple of games. Yeah, yeah, they came back against Leicester, but let's be honest, Leicester's defence is that bad at the moment. It doesn't really make that much of a difference. They do seem a little bit it's hit or miss, and I think if you just get them on that back foot, Newcastle could quite could come away with something here. So hey-ho, you know. Historically, Newcastle tends to do very well against them. I say very well. That's you know, in comparison, they do okay against um, West Ham. Hey, it made, for once, it made some actually fairly pleasant reading going back through the uh, recent historical records. Um, normally, it's like loss, 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 loss. Oh yeah, yeah, we always uh, tend to do badly against this team. But actually, West Ham. In fact, you know, I, I, I dug back through. Um, well, I literally actually looked, looked through the last 20 years of uh, of results against them. And in that time, since 2002, we've played them 31 times. We've won 16 of them, drawn eight, lost seven, which, you know, it's not bad, actually. For a team that generally uh, operate on a similar level to Newcastle under normal uh, circumstances, sort of setting Mike Ashley and Steve Bruce uh, aside... Yeah, you've done, you've done all right. And even in, even in, in more recent times, just for it's somewhat slightly more relevant as well, yes, we lost when we met earlier this season, but actually in our last six games against West Ham, we've won four of them yeah, and, and drawn one. It, this was the first time they'd beaten us. It's actually quite positive reading for once. For, for quite a while, yeah. So, you know, I'm, 
I'm, I'm not going to say that we're going to go out and get a fourth win in a row. Obviously, that would be amazing if we were able to do it. At some point, obviously, the winning streak is going to come to an end, and it, it wouldn't surprise me if, if it was here. But, you know, even if we, as I say, if we just get a draw or something like that, just keep keep a bit of momentum up, get a, you know, a point away at West Ham is not a bad result. No, I think I think it's more doable as well. And, yeah, I, I do. I mean, look, obviously, Willock has obviously been playing a lot better uh, the last few games. Shelby, when he's not trying to uh, destroy people, <laughs> earn himself a red card. Hmm. He's obviously been, uh, he's stepped things up. Obviously, we know how well Jolinton's been playing in midfield recently. But, you know, I really wouldn't complain if we see a bit more of Bruno. We've only seen him a couple of cameos so far. I think he needs to start. Um, just, 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 just see what he can do because I think at the moment he's still very much uh, an, an unknown quantity. I know Shelby's been playing okay, but it's okay, you know. I don't think, you know, anyhow, I don't think Newcastle fans are going to hate you too much if you don't start <laughs> Shelby. I know he had like an amazing goal or two, but like he's not, he's not amazing. And he has his moments, <laughs> especially. Yeah, with, with the fact that obviously Trippy is not going to be there, I do feel like, yeah, bringing in Bruno, who again is still a, effectively a new face as far as the team is. Yeah, concerned. but he, he's also going to put in a lot more effort, isn't he? He's yeah, exactly. He's someone who can who can give the team that lift, but also as we spoke about, yeah, in terms of the kind of player that he is and what we've we've heard about him, yeah, he, he's going to bring a lot more energy, a lot more work rate, and, and as well so that could be very useful especially in what could be you know quite a tricky away game for us so and, and it, for, for, as I say from, from, from what we've heard and what we've seen in his previous clubs he, he, he does have the capability to give those really long cross cross field balls like Shelby does which is you know one of the main things that it's been Shelby's been really really good at for Newcastle but his work rate going forward and going back will probably be a bit better than Shelby's. Again, I'm not I feel like I'm having a massive dig at the men and you know I do a lot of the time. But I, I do think that in a couple of the last couple of matches, Shelby's been quite lucky to not get himself sent off. He he's been really throwing himself into pointless tackles. Mm. And I think he's just got a little, a little bit excited with these two <laughs> goals. I honestly think it's a bit more he's got a little bit worked up about it and I think he just needs to take a little bit of a chill and sit back. Because he's meant to be a level-headed one in the squad. He's meant to be like a centre defensive mid to try and like bolster the back, pass the ball, occasionally just have a smack at the goal. But he, he's probably one of your most experienced players on the field. And he is acting a little bit like a newbie. Yeah, as, as, as nice as it is to see him uh, tracking back uh, occasionally the last he, couple of games. He just needs to throw himself. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but look, yeah, we'll, we'll see if Bruno comes in to start. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. And certainly we need to see more from Chris Wood. Um, but, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, to see how we get on. In the meantime, if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and leave us a positive review, that would be absolutely fantastic. And until next time, this has been Magpies Unrestricted. I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. And thank you, listeners. Three wins in a row. Bye. Bye. You've ruined it now. <laughs> uh.
This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts.